0: Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Another Mother Runner. LinkedIn Jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are, their skills, interests, and even how open they are to new opportunities. For $50 off your first job post, go to linkedin.com AMR. That's linkedin.com AMR. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Another Mother Runner is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 30% off an annual membership. Visit aptivecom AMR30. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com AMR30. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea.
1: And this is Dimity uh, on a, I mean, a glorious, capital G, glorious fall day. I Uh, think this is the first of the year here in Denver.
0: Oh, that's funny because it's a beautiful, beautiful day here before you hopped on Zoom. That's what I was saying to Alex. And this is, we're having a string of them here in Portland.
1: Oh, well, this is a, this is an anomaly. Like it's supposed to be high as 63. Like Uh it's chilly. I like the chill. I like being able to wear my jeans and maybe even a sweater, and not have to take it off all day long. <laughs> um, it's going to be back. It's going to hop back up to eighty like tomorrow or the next day, but then we're coming back down again. This is like, oh, it's just so nice. There's a little breeze. The the you know the aspen leaves are changing and twittering in the breeze, and it's just, oh, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not much of a like weather slash you know uh, remark. I don't remark much on like my surroundings, but today is just.
0: It's one for the books, oh good, 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 good. Well, I have definitely been paying attention to the weather because I have been trying to see how many more pond swims at my happy place I can get in by the uh before the season shuts me out, so oh,
1: so what so what do you what's the what's the prediction?
0: Well, so last year, you know last year we had our retreat was the last weekend in September, and then the first week in October, like this year, we are going to be. At Twin Cities Marathon, although now that's a last year, I believe it was on the first, and this year it's on the seventh, so it's a week later. So I'm still I don't know if I'll get in one final, because last time last year my I swam October eighth, and okay, and on October eighth last year I went in, um, uh, oh, I got in almost all the way up to my waist, and I had to get out of the water because it was just because you know I only swim in a swimsuit. And, yeah. a, and a cap. And yeah, I, well, I could
1: FedEx you my wetsuit. You want to you know. <laughs> bring it? We bring could it. get you Twin to October Cities. 15th, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah maybe bring it to Twin Cities. And after we sell out an, all our merch, then I can <laughs> put like, the wetsuit in. Then you'll have room for that thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, my fear about the swimming in a wetsuit is don't you have to do like a, a twice as long workout because you're not getting it's not as difficult?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh pretty ambitious, that twice as hard. I mean, it's, you get some flotation for sure, but you still have to support yourself. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. yeah, no, I mean, you're still swimming. It's okay. like, uh, I would, um, you know, I, this is completely not scientific. So if there's like a real triathlete listening to this, <laughs> but I would equate it to a little bit like riding in someone's draft on the bike, but maybe even not even that much, Oh. Okay. you know, like you get a boost for sure, but it's not like, oh, I get to stop pedaling because I'm coasting behind them
0: you know <laughs> right
1: right <laughs> so, right no wetsuits are more they're more for um I mean they d- definitely have a rotation, but they're more for warmth. I mean that's really the um, yeah sure main sure. purpose of having them
0: yeah so so yeah so last year on the eighth I walked in and then had to turn around then then I changed and went for a run and then went swimming after that because then I you were warmer. W- I was warmer so yeah. yes so and I went on Sunday after our Mom, weekend run, and it was um, uh, quite a long drive. So I had I had you know my body temperature had returned to normal, but oh, the water was so beautiful. It was a day just like today, very sunny, and oh my goodness, I had the and there were only two people, myself and one guy was fishing from the banks. They don't allow any type of um boats or anything Motorboats, on this pond, yeah. or even You know, you can't take a canoe out or uh, oh really anything. Wow, okay. Yeah, so um. So anyway, so uh, I stopped for a sec to just kind of take in my surroundings within like two minutes of getting into the water. And he's like, hey, I lost my bobber. Could you get it for me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it? Uh, so it was it was floating. You know, it lived up to its name. It was bobbing. And um, so I had to, you know, really go quite shallow. And I was like, I am not stepping in these plants. And um uh, it's I appreciate what your son Ben does because it's very hard to throw something when you're in the water. You don't have any leverage. <laughs> <laughs> with him and his water polo so yeah yeah Did <laughs> I tell you he was playing water polo yes yeah yeah. we talked oh, about yeah. it when oh, we were okay. in Denver no I'm psychic. Oh, I'm I know <laughs> I was like wow it's so random <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so I thought it was really funny I mean we were there was no one else there was no one at the playground there was no one on the beach there were no runners at that point oh but I do have to tell you Damn, I forgot to tell you this on our call yesterday it was so wonderful so finally I'm like oh, okay I need to take a photo of the pond take a couple pictures of the Pond and you know like a selfie in front of it because I talk about it so much on the podcast I need to have an image to share so after I change by the van and went back with my phone I take photos and like I said it was a beautiful day and so I see this um who, person who looks like a mother runner running past and she's just giving me the nicest smile and just really kind of like I was like oh she seems so nice and she was kind of far away and and what I hear her say is it's so magnificent And I thought she meant the weather and so I'm like, yeah, weather's totally awesome. She goes, no, you're magnificent. I've read all your books and I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> so it's <was> just <laughs> so fun. Take a picture. So we, uh, so no, I ended up, she, so um, we walked for a time. I caught up to her and um, so her name's Heather. So hello, Heather. And um, she um, is saying that she, she only lives, I guess, four miles from the pond, and that, but she's never sw- gone swimming there. And that she's really considering it uh, once her, she has um, two kids who are seniors who are going away to college. And so she thinks that once she's an empty nester, she'll take up swimming. And I'm like, oh, whenever you wanna do it, Molly and I'll meet you here and we'll go out with you. Oh, that's great. So yeah, it was really, really fun. I particularly love that it happened on the you know, hashtag mom weekend.
1: Exactly, perfect. on the hashtag mom weekend. That's very fun. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. I, 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 um, speaking of running into moms, I ran into, Somebody, a mom, and I can't remember her name now. I'm not even sure I got it. We had a really, really nice tra- chat in Trader Joe's.
0: <laughs> um, My and I
1: was like, oh, I should have taken a picture. It's going back to pictures. It's what i think of it. I'm like, oh, I should have taken a picture, you know, with a Chrysler van outside of Trader Joe's with this mother runner because, you know, like that's just everything Sarah all in one, you know? <laughs> um, but it was really fun talking to her. She is a, um, a pilot or she just got wow. a, a new job as a pilot with Southwest. And so she wow. was going to Dallas for... I want to say either, um, I mean, it sounded like a, a true month of training. Oh. Um, and uh, we were talking about running in Texas and the treadmill mm-hmm. at the hotel and, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And yeah, it's, 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 really fun to have those encounters when you're not expecting them and, oh. uh, and you have the time to. Just sit and chat. I and mean, I'm like, I got nothing to do but buy tortellini. Let's chat,
0: you know? Like <laughs> oh, Heather was just so nice. And she just like the moment she looked at me, I just got this like, Oh, she's such a wonderful person feeling from her. And uh, yeah. so that was that was really nice. Um, That's great. So all right, well, let's start off with a succinct question from Martha in New Jersey. Hi, this is Martha from Stillman, New Jersey. I was wondering if you can uh, explain cadence, and is it something that the average mother runner should be concerned about? Thanks so much. Love the show. Dim cadence.
1: Cadence. Um, well, I have a lot of thoughts about cadence. This is probably not surprising. Um, <laughs> so, a couple things. I mean, so you know, they with the, you know air quotes around they experts say you know 180, right, which is 90 steps per minute. Per and, per that mm-hmm. lot, mm-hmm. right? foot, and that is a lot, right? And that is yeah, ninety steps per foot per minute. Mm-hmm. Um, one hundred and eighty total in a minute. That's ninety times two. Okay. <laughs> um. So uh. So that is um. You know what they say is the ideal cadence, and that is really an elite runner's cadence. And um. You know if or if you are especially petite um, and light on your feet, you might be able to get close to that. Um. But that is that is like one of those things that I just feel like it floats around out there, but nobody really ever reaches it. Or there isn't a whole lot of, I don't feel like there's a lot of um, use usefulness for people like ourselves. Right.
0: Yeah, I I do. And boy, so um, did Brie ever make our, the coach that um, trained you for Ironman and trained me the second time I qualified for Boston um, and that she trains number of mother runners in our tribe. And um, did she ever have you, she sometimes would tell me, you know, like, oh, okay, do, you know, two minutes or a quarter mile counting your steps, you know, that sort of thing.
1: Oh, and I remember being on one of those runs with you, Sarah, and you were so diligent about remembering the number You're <laughs> like, 79, okay, 79, 78, okay, 79, 78, 82, okay, you know, like, I'm like, oh my god, Sarah, it's gonna be okay, like, you can say 80-ish, but no, so funny. I am I'm a like, rule oh, follower when I programs. Wow. Um, so anyway, so yes, she did, she did, and there, I mean, okay, this is what, and so then I, and then, so that's one side, like, this, like, you know, kind of high-end one eighty. And then there's this other school of thought that says the way that you run right now is perfect for your body. Yep. Right. Like then that like trying to change your stride, trying to change your cadence, any of that, if you are not injured and you feel good, Mm -hmm. that is a, you know, Mm -hmm. don't change. Right. You know, if it's not broken, don't change it. Yep. And then I kind of fall in the middle, um, which is I've done the chi running workshop and they are very, they're the ones that, you know, if you go back on the, on our website and search up metronome. I had a lot of runs with <laughs> <Yes>. metronome. Um,
0: <laughs> I thought that and, as, uh, I, as I listened to that question. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah,
1: And that was, and that, I mean, it was, it was definitely a good exercise. And that had made me, you know, yeah, I was running without music. I was really paying attention to my form. I was really, you know, in my run, very much in my run, in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I will say that there's something about trying to be a little bit lighter on your feet and a little bit faster right? And like, and faster meaning faster, like pitter patter, you know, not like clunk, 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 (laughs) but just a little pitter patter. And I mostly call on that, um, when I am getting tired, right? When I am getting, um, it's, you know, the end of a half marathon or the end of a triathlon or whatever, when I'm, I'm starting to like comma over with my shoulders, you know, I'm getting really tired. I can just feel like every step kind of ricochet through my body. Mm -hmm. And so I just think quick light, quick light, quick light. And that, Tends to you know bring me back to you know something a little bit less than elephant stomping.
0: Well, because um, also, because that that is the purpose of Bree's drill or anyone's drill who has you do it is that um, she wasn't so much trying to teach us to run. I want to make that clear. She wasn't teaching us trying to mold us to run 180 steps per minute. It was mm-hmm. that when we're tired, when we're I love your phrase to over when when that feeling sets in, you can hopefully you know dial into that feeling and then. Um, your body can remember what it is to take light, quick steps.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's where I would come in on this. I mean, so is cadence. I mean, I know um, you mentioned that Molly is is working a little bit on her cadence for her knee problem.
0: Yeah, and it's because it's, Molly is the queen of quick, light, like ding, dainty, like ding, 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 ding type strides, mm-hmm. and. And it's very pretty to watch and other people notice it. Uh, uh, like when we've been at photo shoots, they're like, oh, it's so cute the way you kind of prance along, Molly. And uh, so, but she to she saw a renowned PT down in Eugene and he suggested that she work on taking even, you know, kind of quicker, shorter yes, stuff, yes, yeah, stuff yeah. Um, to help with her knee. And she's working on it. Um, she says that um, she can feel a difference. Um, but, but she definitely is pre inclined to do that already. So yeah. where is it? I mean, that? that's the thing
1: is yeah. that, that, and I think that that's great. And if it's, if it's working for her, awesome. I mean, that's really the whole tenet behind Chi running. A lot of people find that when they can't find any other solution for their injury, right. Mm-hmm. Or they can't seem mm-hmm. to solve it any other way. Um, and, uh, it is, it just requires a lot of mental focus, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, so I can't imagine that she can, and maybe Molly is, is more skilled than I am, but like if she's running with you when you guys are chatting Mm -hmm. you can't really work on your Mm -hmm. your cadence right it is really you got to just be in there Mm -hmm. you know and and then you go on and off right because you know focusing for 40 minutes straight on your cadence is is impossible at least from the beginning it's kind of like meditation right you start with little, little chunks and then build up but um so yeah so if it's not some so like quick quick answer is if you're not hurt and you feel good with your running form i would not touch your cadence yep if, yep if it's something that you feel like um you know could use some work i would just think quick light quick light and just kind of throw them in every you know mk um in the heart rate program she has pickups for for 20 seconds at the end of every mile you just throw in 20 seconds of what she calls 10 K pace, but really that just means quick light for 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, doing something like that is also a really useful exercise just to kind of, you know, get, again, get your feet used to that and and think about a little bit more of, of a racing like pace. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 The right hire can make a huge impact on your business. That's why it's so important to find the right person, but where do you find that individual? You could try posting on the job boards But can you really be sure the right person sees your job? Instead, find the person who will help you grow your business with LinkedIn. As the world's largest professional network, people go to LinkedIn every day to grow professionally and discover job opportunities. How's this for a stat? 70% of the U.S. workforce is already there. LinkedIn jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are, their skills, interests, and even how open they are to new opportunities. This way, your job gets seen by more of the right people. Most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but nine out of 10 members are open to new opportunities. So you can only reach them on LinkedIn. That's why a new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn, every 10 seconds. And businesses rate LinkedIn 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. As small business owners, Dimity and I know what an astounding difference the right hire can make, including our whiz-bang director of marketing, Katie, a mom of three who previously worked at Hearst and Meredith. Go to linkedin.com slash AMR and get $50 off toward your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash AMR for $50 off today. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Another Mother Runner is brought to you by Aptiv. Active produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. I've been using Active for more than a year and I love it. Active makes the highest quality training available to everyone with a carefully selected group of certified personal trainers who guide you through every workout. The trainers have a wide array of personalities so you can find the styling that motivates you best. I really like how encouraging Jamie is and she sounds badass. Whenever or wherever you like to work out, Outside, at the gym, on your basement treadmill, when you're traveling for biz, Aptive is ready to go along with you with their mobile app. It's like having a personal trainer in your pocket. Aptive has classes for all fitness levels, from beginner all the way up to advanced. With more than 2,500 workouts available and 30-plus new classes added each week, there's always a new workout to try. Smile through the speed is ideal for me. It's two things I need to work on. The app offers the ability to search by difficulty, music genre, and duration, so you can find a workout you love every time. Subscriptions start at $14.99 billed monthly, or $99.99 for an annual membership. For a limited time, new members get 30% off an annual membership, which is just $69.99 for the whole year of unlimited workouts. Visit aptiv.com/amr30. That's a-a-p-t-i-v.com/amr30. So, alrighty, let's hear from Beth in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania.
1: Hi, Dimity and Sarah. This is Beth. I'm a mother runner from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, I've been running for about 20 years. I love doing marathons and longer distances. I love doing speed work. So, my question is: um, Well, a couple weeks ago, I jumped into a 5K, and obviously, that was more Speedy running than I've done in a long time.
0: So, is
1: doing an occasional 5K a good substitute for doing any type of speed work during my regular training? And if so, how often might be a good amount, you know, good frequency of doing those occasional 5Ks? Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: So, Dim, I found this question intriguing um, just because, I mean, I think a lot of people loathe speed work, but also the, the notion that doing a race every once in a while, you know, and I mean, uh, my first thought was, oh my gosh, that would cost you so much money. <laughs> <laughs> they they're paying like 30 bucks for speed work, right? You know, like I, mean, like, I, I can hold myself accountable money. for a whole lot cheaper than that. <laughs> so, so this thrifty mother runner says <laughs> that's not a good idea. And also just thought, you know, yes, weekly you know if 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 I and then the other thing I thought was you know um that you don't necessarily have to do speed work that if if you want to run a race if you want to accomplish a race in faster time like set a PR or something like that yes you need to do speed work but if you're just out there enjoying it and marathons and ultras you don't necessarily have to work on your speed am I right? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends
1: upon your goals uh, for sure. And there's other ways as, um, as we talk about a lot in the train, like a mother club to getting faster Mm -hmm. beyond speed work. Strength is huge. Um, as coach MK will drill into you and coach Amanda a thousand times and, um, and having a really strong cardiovascular base. I mean, Mm -hmm. it sounds like she already likes to do marathons and longer distances. So she may already have, you know, a pretty nice base, but you can always expand that pyramid even wider. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as doing, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, and if it's fun and it's, you know, and it's something that you want to do every once in a while, I feel like absolutely jump in it, have at it. I mean, the momentum of a race is always really fun, right? Um, And that's always really helpful um, to, you know, push yourself in places that you probably wouldn't push yourself otherwise. I mean, making that like your only speed work, if that is something you have on your training plan or something that you want to do, it, it just feels a little... it feels complicated. It's what it does. You know, it feels like, Oh, I've got to find a race. I've got to get there. It's got to be on a Sunday or a Saturday at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I, there's nothing wrong with throwing it in there every once in a while. It's just making sure that when you do that, if you do in fact race and, you know, keep your foot on the gas pedal the whole time that you give yourself, um, like a day off afterwards Mm -hmm. and a couple easy days after that, before you get back into um, a marathon, cycle just because, you know, especially if you're not doing a lot of speed work, your body probably isn't used to it. And, you know, you don't want to end up injured for right. miles if marathoning is your thing. Right? Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So don't do a, a 5k on Saturday, and then do your 1820 miler on Sunday. Exactly. Not a good idea. Well,
1: the other thing that she could do, you know, just thinking about, um, you know, folding in races, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you know, because a 5k is pretty fast. Yeah, um, for marathon training overall, mm-hmm. um, but what she could do is, um, you know, either do a half marathon um, and kind of really work on, you know, do a two or three mile warm up. Um, and then really run a strong, strong half marathon pace because mm-hmm. that's great. That's a nice that translates nicely to the marathon. Sure. And then take a mile or two a cool down at the end, either after you cross the finish line or from like eleven to thirteen, depending upon mm-hmm. what your workout calls for that day. Right. Or similarly, you could do, you know, enter a ten k mm-hmm. and do a, like a three mile warm up prior to the race, race that ten k, mm-hmm. and then do three or four miles to cool down at the end. And that would, those to me feel like they would be more specific, yeah. uh, like apply better to long distance racing.
0: Yeah, I've, I I definitely did that once here in Portland. I ran to the start of a race in downtown Portland. So that's uh, probably three miles from my house, raced the half marathon, and then just very slow jogged at home.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to do it. Again, like there's a lot to be said for having, you know, aid stations, having people people around you having you know entertainment a new course the momentum all that is is good Mm -hmm. stuff if Mm -hmm. you if it works well into your training plan
0: yep 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 all right well let's uh take a question from pam in decatur georgia
1: hi this is pam from decatur georgia um mother of two girls four and almost two um
0: i'm an adult onset runner i've been running regularly for about three years now And after my fall half marathon, I'm going to transition into training for my first
1: full marathon uh, through Train Like a Mother Club and Coach MK. I'm super excited, but I was hoping maybe you guys would have some tips about um, kind of transitioning from the mindset of training for a half marathon to training for a full marathon. You know, I have all my runs, my workout scheduled, but um, I was hoping for some good mental tips um, for changing up that training for a double the distance. Thanks so much. Okay. So before we answer her question, we got to give a little woo woo to Pam in Decatur, Georgia. I don't, I can't do a Southern accent. Bless my heart. Um, uh, She is, I just finished editing her first column for the Another Mother Runner website slash blog. She is going to chronicle training for her first marathon and um it is funny <laughs> it's, it's good um there was one line and, and uh it will have been out already for a week when this comes out because it's you know we record this a week early um yeah but um but she said something about she, she got hurt her ankle she had a stress fracture in her ankle and uh, it happened during a 5k and then she got to the end and um and she was like and the promised mimosas were virgin seriously <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what is a what is a virgin mimosa orange juice I
0: orange guess. juice goodness, you know? orange juice maybe in a drop of bitters maybe, maybe but that's know. alcohol you know so um, i don't know anyway that's so anyway. funny. So fun. also i have to say that dim it's so funny. okay first of all we have so many voicemails so thank you to everyone who's been leaving them and i, I feel badly that we only get to four questions typically per show but that I randomly chose this, because I'm the one who cho- chooses the questions, and that's crazy that I chose hers. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it means that you're not paying attention at our editorial meeting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, it's hard
1: time. No, it's all good. I mean, because I think it's really important, and I think, you know, honestly, Pam, if you're listening, this is the editor, and me speaking, we need to take a column and talk about the mental shift to marathon training, because that is such a big part of it. I mean, such a big part um, and, like, um, I mean, first of all, let's just talk about the distance. What's what's the equation for us, Sarah?
0: Okay, well, despite what the math might pencil out as, a marathon is not just tw- two times a half marathon. Like, <laughs> running 26.2 at one time is much different than running 13.1. Times and two. Then, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep
1: it's, it's kind of like 90 times two is 180. That's easy. But 13, times (laughs) 13.1 times two is not 26.2. Um, so yes, I agree. I agree. But that's really for race day almost. I mean, I mean, like, but it's a nice mindset to think of as you train as well. Um, but as you wrap your head around this long distance, I mean, I remember, um, you know, back in my, like, I'm sassy, hip, live in New York City days. When I ran the New York City Marathon, I remember, um, I don't know where I was, but I was coming home from a work trip, and this is back in the day when, like, I got to ride in the, you know, I got a car, right, coming home, <laughs> like, you know, like, self-magazine.
0: Somebody else paid for yes, it, yes. Exactly. It. Another mother runner does not pay for car no, service.
1: No, no. It like the heyday of, like, well, it was 90, I ran the marathon in 96, so it was like the, he- the height of magazines, like, magazines were cool, still cool. Yeah. And, um, and so I got picked up at LaGuardia and dropped off in, I mean, I, I don't think I lived in Brooklyn. I don't remember anyway. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to run this distance. Like I'm going to run <laughs> yeah. this far basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, cause we are on part of the route for it and it was coming up like in the next week or so. And the driver was like, you are crazy lady. And uh, <laughs> so I think, I think, um, but it's just like any other training plan. I mean, that's the thing is, is, is. I know that Pam is going to follow a heart rate training plan and it takes you gently up there. And so yes, week, when yes, you that's hit mm-hmm. a new distance, you know, Oh my gosh, I just ran 15 miles. I've never run 15 miles before, you know? Yes. Maybe mile 14 and 15 weren't lovely. Weren't like, Oh my gosh, this is easy. This is all roses. But then you have like say 17 queued up for the next, you know, two weeks down the line, all of a sudden you're like, okay, that's just two more miles than what yeah. I ran previously. And it's just, it's like stair steps you up there so that yeah. you're not, it, 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 it's, it, it's just overwhelming to look at the plan. And that's why, I mean, one of the things that I really think is helpful um, is to just not look ahead. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. I mean, it sometimes makes it, you know, if you're traveling a lot, you have to kind of figure out, okay, I'm going to be, you know, in Cape Cod that weekend, or I'm going to be, you know, visiting my in-laws in Chicago or whatever it is. But it's exactly right. And I think that's the important thing is that when people say, oh, I'm going to do a marathon and, you know, it's week one and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's no way I could ever run 26.2 miles. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not asking you to run 26.2 today. You know, you're going to go through all this training. Your body's going to change so much on this micro level that you don't even, you know, it's not like you're going to suddenly have bulging calf muscles perhaps, but you know, just at, at the cellular level, things are going to happen to your body to help it get through those miles and accommodate you and make it so that you don't, you know, literally collapse in a heap at the finish line. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so that's the biggest thing for anybody taking on a new distance is just take it one week at a time, one mile at a time, And also you really, I mean, the only thing with that, I would say that's different between training for a half marathon and as a marathon is that sleep becomes much more important, um, you know, because those long runs do get longer, right? And so Mm -hmm. the proper nutrition, proper sleep, trying to manage your stress in other areas of your life. So because as we talk about a lot, like your body doesn't know the difference between stress from your job and stress from your miles, right? And so not that you can minimize family and professional stress, but, or you can't knock it out, but you can minimize it by planning ahead and, you know, and just,
0: yeah. Or, not signing up to be the auction chair at your kid's school this, you know, three weeks after your marathon is, you know, there's sure. Say no to some things. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So, so yeah, so we'll be looking for this in much more succinct,
0: beautiful, fluid form, Pam, (laughs) and
1: you know, somewhere around my, you know, somewhere around week 12 or 14. Um, But seriously, yeah. I mean, I think, first of all, she definitely has the tools to do it and um, she's in the right place to do it. And
0: I'm excited to have us all watch her journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that seemed like such a promo for people reading the site, and it only wasn't because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Um, and our final question comes from Britt from Buffalo, New York.
1: Hi, my name is Britt from Buffalo, New York. I'm a 49 year old bammer, and I have a question about training lower legs. Um, I have a weekly run volume of about 25 to 30 miles a week um, with a Saturday long run. And I usually run three or four days a week. I cross train on the other days and I include a couple days of weight training, but I'm kind of confused about where to fit in my leg weight training. Um, I'm good with the upper body, but I'm not sure where I should space my leg weight training um, to go along and not hurt my running. So any input you could Offer would be greatly appreciated. And I love this feature of another mother runner. Thanks a lot for the answers. Bye bye.
0: So, Dim, I know you have been doing a lot of strength training over the past year and and more, as you um, wrote about on uh, the Uh, website today. Another plug for the blog. That was a great blog post, by the way, Timothy. I really liked it. Thank you very
1: much. Thanks. I had that one in my head for a while and I was uh, excited to finally get get it out.
0: Oh, good. Well, you did a great job and, and you looked uh, so chic in your outdoor voices outfit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I knew you knew that. I was like, so the, so the whole point, it's me doing a plank and I'm trying to get, you know, trying to get yourself in the gym, especially at like a rec center. So it's me, I go to a rec center these days. It's me and like two like silver haired guys kind of, you know, bopping around the weight room. So I don't want them to be like, Oh, there's that millennial, which I know I'm not a millennial, but I am to them, um, you know, taking our selfies again. So I'm like, you know, over in the corner, the brick wall and the this outdoor voices tank um ties in the back, which is very new and hip and cool for for this non-millennial, right? (laughs) The millennials. It's old news. so I'm like trying to get the knot to stick up straight like a, you know, like a tail, you know, and then get the plank. And I'm like put it and I'm like, oh my God, I've just got to stop. Like I've been for like 17 minutes here and I have not got the picture I want. So just, you know.
0: Your core is shaking, but you're like,
1: I got it. I got a good picture. I like, try to put like kettlebells under my phone and like, um, anyway. So, um, I, so I have been strength training some. Um, and so leg day. I mean, so here's the thing. Like it depends upon what exercise she's doing. I mean, the biggest rule of thumb is that you don't want to do your legs, like work out your legs too hard. Um, on a hard run day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so personally, well, there, well, you know, I'm just going to stick with my piece of advice, which uh, is, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, I would basically do it on a cross training day. Um, I would try to try to time it so that it wasn't right before a long run or a hard workout. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, those are kind of the, you know, I mean, I think doing that on an easy run day, you know, going out and doing, an easy, whatever, half an hour to an hour run coming home and or ending at the gym and doing a weight day is fine. Um, it really mm-hmm. depends. I mean, most of them, the exercises that I do are not super um, challenging as far as like the the weight that I'm lifting. They're,
0: yeah, they're not CrossFit-y. They're not, you're not... Um, yeah falling falling to the ground with a big barbell on no, your no i'm not I'm not like
1: doing you know squats with hundred and eighty pounds on my back, so if that's what you're doing, then probably you know I would say then definitely not before a hard run or a hard a longer run um, but I mean mm-hmm. like one legged squats and um loop bridges and um one legged extensions or deadlifts and stuff like that like I feel like you can slide those in pretty much anywhere, and you're mm-hmm. only going to benefit from it. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I would say. What would you add, Sarah?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you don't want to be burning out your legs on a whole bunch of lunges. You know, there's, uh, it just seems like there's new types of ways to do lunges every day. Like we were doing, we're, what was it? My, my I take a strength class on Monday mornings and it was, I what it was called like that off balance squat or something. I'm like, Oh, what's that? And what it meant is you just have a weight on one shoulder and you do, I don't know, 10 with it on your right shoulder and then 10 with it on your left shoulder. And so I'm like, Oh, okay, well, that's a new variation I haven't, haven't seen before. Sure. But so, you you know, you don't want to do, I don't know, 200 different types of squats and walking lunges or something like that. But before almost any hard workout. Sure, sure. Um, you know, the day before. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but, but you know, they are so many things like that are so good at activating the the muscles that you're going to use in running. So I know, again, to harken back to Bree, the way she would have us do those, um, those series of lunges, you know, kind of like a clock almost, you do, you know, lunge out to the front, and then to the side, and then off it kind of back at, you know, like, so you're tapping the five o'clock and the eight o'clock on the, on the clock and then doing a step back lunge, that sort of thing. And so you do that and then that wakes up your glutes and your, you know, hamstrings so that when you're out there doing a hard workout, there's, they're activated already. So there is that, you know, you could just add in a lot of kind of a legs around your running as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to say Tuesday's my leg day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it feels a little bit like she's lifting like in a very
1: conventional way. Like I, I have my, Upper body day and my lower body day, and that's mm-hmm. fine if that's working for you. But I think that there's other, you know, if you want to maybe not just have a leg day where you're like, whoo, legs, you know, like spread mm-hmm. it out, like you just said, like maybe some days do some really good um, warm up, like you know. T- 10 minutes um, warming up your legs before a run and then come home after your long run and do 15 minutes um, here and 15 minutes there. And, you know, and just kind of add it in that way um, and, mm-hmm. see, and see which one works better for you. You know, again, like mm-hmm. it's hard to, hard to know until you get a couple more specifics, but, um, but whatever you're doing, like strength training is always going to be good. Right. So, yep. you know, so yep. don't, don't stop doing that because, you know, um, because we said, you know, if, if leg day is the way that you want to do it, just do it in a way that doesn't, that has the least impact on the rest of your training.
0: Yeah. And also I I was thinking that you would probably also recommend to remember some of the, the forgotten or overlooked muscles. You know, it's easy to be like, okay, I'm going to work my quads and my calves because I can see those and they make me look good in a skirt and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the, the muscles that you really use when running it, the hips, the glutes. Sure. Those sort sure.
1: Of yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot of like, you know, like glute bridges, and um, clamshells, and one-legged squats, like I was talking about, and that deadlift. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that, like, anything one-legged is going to be great, because that's essentially running, right? You have to mm-hmm. balance all of your weight on one leg and have stability that's running, right? So, like, the more that you can do that, and the more that you can keep your you know, your balance and your hips, um, level, uh, that's going to be a win down the road, you know?
0: So yeah. that's, yep. and right. and also when you do those to, you know, I, you're far more proficient at those than I am, but when I do them, um, by myself or in that class that I talked about, you know, I, I've asked the instructor, I'm like, Oh, or the trainer, I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I'm not doing too many of these. Is that okay? You know, in the three minutes or, you know, it takes me a long time to get up to 10 or whatever. And he's like, Nope. You know, as long as you're working on it and focusing on it, you know, it's, it's okay if you're, if you're slow about it. Well,
1: and slower is harder. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can tell yourself, Sarah, that's very badass because, you know, (laughs) I mean, when you're doing a one-legged squat, you know, and you go Uh up and down and say two seconds, you know, Uh do that over 10 seconds, go up and down over 10 seconds and see how wobbly Uh you are. Right. And see how much you have to like call in those stabilizing muscles. I mean, that is a much, that's a much more challenging way to do it.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Validation. Thank you. you, There you go. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So like I said, we have a lot of questions, but I, um, you know, I guess keep them coming. Um, (laughs) Because where there is feast, there will always be famine. Yes. um, And I have, I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, we could do this like every day with all these questions we have. I'm like, yeah, there's that other work that I need to get done. (laughs) We both need to get done. So the number for questions though is 470 badass one That's 470-223-2771. Please leave your first name, where you're calling from, and keep the message to 30 seconds or less. Oh, 30?
1: I thought it was 90. Sorry. Yeah, I'm at 90. Yeah, what are, I'm at 90. 40 plus 90. 60. It's a math show, Sarah. It's just tough. It's a tough day. It is. About,
0: it is. All right. And uh, the other thing we would like you to do is please tell your friends about this show as well as the regular Another Mother Runner podcast. We love doing the shows and the more listeners we have, the easier it is to keep the proverbial lights on, so to speak.
1: My lights so- were never on, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, you know, eight years of this relationship, but if you haven't figured that out, I mean, no, I'm just kidding.
0: Awesome. So keep the questions coming. We're here with answers.